0: This is Law & Wit, Episode 29, Living in Real Comfort and Joy with the Paper Dolls Band. Welcome to Law & Wit, Creative Counsel for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brittany Rattel, mother of four, entrepreneur, naptime lawyer, and attorney for creative entrepreneurs. I'm here to share inspiration and action so that you can tackle your business blocks and confidently own your business in every sense of the word. Thank you so much for being here. Merry Christmas everyone and if it's not Merry Christmas when you're listening to this then hashtag sorry not sorry because guess what we could all use a little bit more Christmas spirit and Merry Christmas in our life, so there you go, that's just a bonus for you um, we have a really cool episode today where I get to interview an actual live performing band these are four talented, super talented musicians who are all sisters um, and they're in a band together called the Paper Dolls um, you might also know them by uh, the Redhead Express, that's a, a name they used to be using and now they're rebranding um, but it's Kendra, Larray, Alyssa, and Megan and they've performed in more than you know all 50 states, um, 3000 shows they've got three thousand you know three million three million dollars um, no, three million YouTube views so they're the real deal they just got done um, singing at the White House for the Christmas open house so they're wicked talented um, wicked smart And they've done such an incredible job of um, being, you know, walking the walk on a real creative entrepreneurial journey in terms of um, now they're managing their own brand um, and their business and taking stuff on the road and they do it together as a family. Now they've got husbands involved and siblings involved um, and they just have such a cool perspective on really going for your dreams and what that looks like. Um, So even if you're not a musician or performing artist, I think you're going to get a lot from today's episode, um, especially in the realm of, you know, what does it really mean to um, you know how how does fear work and being afraid and really going for your dreams and what do you really need and not need to go for it and make stuff happen? Um, how do you work in small spaces or in stress spaces with people, um, especially with family members, in order to make your dream happen? And um, and then what is it like being part of the music industry in 2018? Now 2019. So um, at the end, I'm going to share um, their new uh, Christmas single of theirs, which is really cool. Um, So stay tuned for that and some obviously some details about where to find them and all the amazing stuff they're doing. So thanks so much, guys, for being here, um, being part of the podcast. Without further ado, let's talk to the paper dolls. All right. Welcome back, listeners. I am so excited to share our interview today. Um, I have not one amazing creative entrepreneur, but I have four super talented women on today that are from Paper Dolls, um, and they're an incredible band, and they're just doing wonderful things. They're actually on tour right now, so I am literally Skyping them while they are under a tent, uh, a gazebo with their tour bus in the <laughs> background in Florida. So these these girls are actually walking the walk, and so um, I'm really excited to have them on and for them to share a little bit about their creative journey with you guys. Um, so welcome to the podcast, guys.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having
0: us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, um, can you, you guys can introduce yourselves and then um, kind of tell us a little bit about your um, your kind of your origin story of, you know, who you are and how you guys got to be doing what you're doing, you know, the, the all-around family band.
1: We'll start on that. Well, I'm LaRae. I'm the banjo player. I am the second oldest. We are all siblings. There are seven kids in the family. So I play banjo, play a little bit of acoustic and I sing some harmony. And I don't know. I got a banjo in Anchorage, Alaska when we were growing up there and we kind of just all accumulated instruments till one day. We're like, Hey, we got a band. Why not do something with it?
2: I'm Elisa. Um, I'm the third oldest of the girls. Um, I play the fiddle and I sing most of the the low harmonies and I sing some lead. And, uh, I just always wanted to play the violin, so I would say they saw my violin when I was like six, and I want a violin, mom.
3: She finally got
2: me one.
0: Awesome.
1: I'm Megan. I'm the youngest of the girls, and I got the biggest instrument. I play the upright bass, and I love it. I, I remember seeing an upright bass on TV when I was really young. I had no idea what it was. I thought it looked so cool, and I said, I'm going to play that someday,
4: and I, I did. Yep.
0: And you made um, it happen. I'm, yes.
4: She wouldn't let anybody else touch it. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no.
1: Her bass actually has a name.
4: Yes. No, My bass's name is Eddie. Eddie? <laughs> yep. Eddie. <laughs> yes. My name is Kendra. I'm the oldest, and I play acoustic guitar and some keys, and um, I do the lead singing and, and a lot of the writing. I'm awesome. I'm the band, I guess they call
0: me. We call her the boss yeah. lady. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the boss. She's the boss lady, the the boss babe, and you're probably fine with that. Uh, when times are great. <laughs> and then when there's a problem, you're like, Are you sure there isn't anyone else who's <laughs> gonna raise their hand on this? I'm good.
4: <laughs> you can keep it. Um <laughs> uh, kinda started us off, and you guys jump in uh, if I miss stuff, but yeah, we're we grew up in Palmer, Alaska, and there are seven kids in our family one of our brothers is serving a mission for our church. And so he's, he's not with us right now, but he used to play electric guitar for us and did our uh, videography. videography and photography. Yeah.
1: Most of our music videos online are were done by him.
4: Yeah, okay. that's Sean. Um, so other than that, we have the six of us siblings and we have an electric guitar player from Nashville, who's very talented with us. And uh, we started out playing around Alaska, playing at At nursing homes and Friday market, folk festival, and and, uh, wherever we could play. It wasn't really something I think that we anticipated being as big as it's become. It was just sort of a way for us to do something together. We all loved music. My mom taught us piano. Um,
1: Well, it's funny that you say that, though, because, like... In Alaska, I always had that vision that it was going to be something huge, even though we were terrible, you know, back in the beginning. We thought
4: we were pretty good, though. <laughs> See, that's funny, because, like, I, this is Kendra, I always wanted to do something with music, but I did not envision the family. I was embarrassed by the family. I was 17, <laughs> and we suck. <laughs> and, so, I was not that visionary. And well, Lorraine, is
1: Ray. Oh. Annalisa, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, I think you and I were both more, um, like, we're going to get really good, and it's going to be awesome. We'll be famous someday. I, I had big dreams in my head. <laughs> I was 14, I think, when we left. So. <laughs> yeah, and this is Megan. I,
1: I was 11 when we left, so I really had no idea what was going on.
4: I was just along for the ride. I thought, oh, okay, dang, we got an RV. This is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we had just built – we'll backtrack just a little bit. Um, we just built our dream home in Alaska. We all helped to build it, and we had a big open house party. Um, and then six months later, we – we had decided that we wanted to go on the road. We had prayed a lot about it and decided that this is what we wanted to do before I went to college and things sort of started to change. Um, and so we sold our house and everything in it yep. pretty much. And uh, Your we big, got beautiful house that you guys
0: had just finished. yeah.
1: Yes. yeah. All the brand new we, furniture, all of my yeah. dad's <laughs> tools, all of our fishing gear. Oh, it was a big thing for him to give up. We <laughs> all
4: saved like one Walmart bin, you know, those big, those big totes of, of whatever we wanted to keep and then clothes and stuff and we moved into an RV. And my mom started looking at other bands tour schedules and and uh, we we'd go around to jam sessions and play for hamburgers and and whatever. Yeah. And that's how this, we got started. this
1: is Megan. I think the the biggest thing we did in the beginning was we went down to the Ozark and the Appalachian Mountains, kind of where the folk music of America originated. So that we could learn from the people who've been passing it down for
4: generations. Yeah, Just, we kind of wanted to start at the beginning yeah. of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, we did
1: that, and then we got a gig in Branson, Missouri, um, and played there for about a year and a half. And that was... was a great um, learning experience. It was.
4: <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was really hard work. Because um, Branson has got a lot of shows,
2: over 150 probably, mm-hmm.
4: and not not That's as many people coming to Houston. So it's a lot of your own footwork to get anybody. Yeah. So it was a really advertise good advertise yourself so that people will come see yeah. you. And it
2: might be ten people, it might have been a yeah. hundred if you're really lucky. We
4: literally played for two people sometimes. But it was yeah. really good education. Yeah, it,
1: really good. it taught us, you know, what whether you know, how devoted we wanted to be and if we were dedicated, what how hard we were gonna work for it. Mm-hmm. And so when we went to Nashville after that and we met with Paul Worley, he's like, Listen guys, this is I'll help you, but it's not easy. And we're anyway, like, it's okay. it's okay, we got we it. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're. You're
0: like uh, we. We have already been hustling in the IHOPs for um, to trying to get the seniors to see our show. Like we. We have humbled ourselves. So yeah, if you think that we're not ready to here to work, then you're mistaken.
2: Yeah, we'll occasionally stop by a restaurant, and my dad will joke about. All right, girls, get your instruments out. We got to go do a teaser. No, <laughs> I don't
4: know that. no, but we'll uh, eat. in a nutshell, that's sort of <laughs> the beginnings of how we got started. Um, yeah.
1: After yeah. Branson, we decided that we wanted to go a little bit further with the music and get more into the country market. So we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. which is where we met, like Ray mentioned, producer Paul Worley, who produced <laughs> the Dixie Chicks <coughs> and Lady Annabellum and <laughs> lots Jean of other yeah. yeah. Lots of other amazing um, artists.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted to really be serious as artists and um, so Nashville was a great next step for us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we've been up to this point. Um we moved out to North Idaho a few years ago and we've sort of been splitting time working on Nashville and then, and then being in
0: Idaho and based sure. up there. So yeah, which is where I I got to run into you guys, which is so nice and lucky for me that I get to have such amazing talent close in, in my backyard. So, um, so tell me about, um, Just the experience of packing everything up and getting in the RV, you know, I'm just thinking of, you know, there's, I think a lot of people, especially now are kind of, they kind of romanticize the idea of like, oh, I'm going to like live on the road and be like, you know, a nomad and I'm going to see all these things and have, you know, a minimalist, Um, but like where the rubber meets the road is like, yeah, like you said, one Walmart bin and um, especially being how many people packed into that RV, like, what did that look like? (laughs)
4: Many. <laughs> well, in the beginning, it was the seven of us kids and mom and dad and our dog. Um, we had a chocolate lab. So um, so there were like nine of us and a dog in the beginning. Now there's about 16 of us because we yes. have added children to the mix and, and husbands. husbands
1: and- <laughs> I wow. mean, I was only, Megan, this Megan, I was only 11, like I said, when we left. And... You know, at first the idea was really cool. Oh, we're going to get an RV. We're going to go to the lower 48, you know, because we always lived out west and mostly in Alaska. You know, but when it came down to it, it hit me. Oh, I'm going to be leaving everything that I know and I'm comfortable with, my friends. And I cried a lot. (laughs) You know, it was really hard. It
4: It wasn't all that easy, but obviously looking back, it's definitely worth it so interesting to hear everybody's little take, you know, it's different. Um, I'm, this is Kendra and being the oldest, I was, I graduated high school and I was, I had a down payment on my room in, at, at college in BYU, Idaho is where I was going to go. And I was going to go and hang out with my friends. And I, I sort of had this tug of war between myself for a lot of years. I feel like between not wanting to miss out on, what my friends were doing and not wanting to miss out on what my family was doing. And so I decided not to go to college. I did a year online um, so that I could be on the road. But it was sort of that, oh, I don't know, which is going to be better. You know, but I'm really glad I stuck with what we were doing and, and chose to do us. this. It's been amazing.
3: Yeah. Oh, you said, how did you? How did I feel? Yeah, you're all looking yeah at how did you do <laughs>
2: Um, I, I was honestly, I don't think I realized how lucky I was to live in Alaska at the time because I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go to the lower 48. Let's go. Let's just pack up and go. I'm like, I didn't have to clean the house anymore. <laughs> just the RV because it was a lot smaller. We had a lot of tile floor in that house, but it was beautiful. um I didn't have as many um friend connections that were like really secure. So I, I wasn't really super sad to leave all my friends. I was kind of excited for an adventure. Um... You know, I mean, being on the road for 11 years, I'm kind of at that place where I'm like, you know, it would
3: be nice, to, it'd be be nice a to
2: have a house, <laughs> <laughs> and I still want to travel, but, you know, I'd like to have a place to settle my family in a little bit more, and then go on our weekend trips, you know, but, yeah. but it's definitely, um, I guess, taught me a lot <laughs> about, I feel like it's brought our family closer together. Uh, there's not as much room for bickering and for hating on anybody. <laughs> Or, you know, yeah, I'm sure gives...
0: things have to be worked out, you know, that you don't have the, um, yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have the uh, illusion, you know, of being able to go hide out in your own space and kind of avoid right. conflict.
2: Yeah, you yeah, have you to just deal with it. hash it out. What's wrong? Okay, we don't hate each other, so how are we going to get through this? <laughs> we, right. we can't, we can't afford to. <laughs> hey, we'll yeah, there's,
4: there.
2: no,
1: there's no secrets. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got a problem. Everybody knows, and then you watch each other work it out,
2: too, which I like
1: because yeah. it helps you create this strong bond.
2: I think it may be, maybe, I don't don't know how our kids see it yet, but hopefully it it is teaching them that they can, you know, communicate better and learn how to work through their problems um, that -hmm. they might have with each other eventually when they're bigger, you know. Mm -hmm. So
1: when we left Alaska and moved into the RV, honestly, like I was having um, this conflict inside myself about our house that we just built. Because after we moved into it, I remember feeling restless. And it was this really weird thought that I kept having of like, they're supposed to do something bigger that's going to influence the world. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's kind of bizarre. That's kind of ridiculous. Like, who would <laughs> like think that, right? And But I just, I couldn't get rid of it. So I remember the night that my mom came to me with the idea. She's like, what if we sold everything and, and bought an RV and just went and studied music? And it hit me. I was like, that is what we're supposed to do. So honestly, for me, selling everything was freeing, and moving into the RV felt like a fulfillment of that purpose. And I just, mm-hmm. I was excited. I didn't think she was serious. I don't. <laughs> I
2: don't actually think I really believed her entirely. I was like I was like, I um, don't know.
3: I'm just following my. Are you uh, I'm following what? my
4: feelings. <laughs> it was definitely a
3: freeing it was cool. experience.
4: <laughs> like. Selling everything and and realizing that you weren't tied down anywhere to anything, which mm-hmm. was really cool That experience. was cool.
0: To yeah. stuff, yeah. I mean, what a cool opportunity to just kind of, yeah, reinvent what your life looks like and really decide what's important and what's not. And, uh, you know, get a rid of – get rid of a lot of those shoulds, you know, what should we be owning or what should we be doing with our time mm-hmm. and our money and our mortgage and whatever, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. It's true. I well, mean, when you're on you the road, you don't have to spend time on all of your things, because you don't have as many things. You have a lot more time to spend on people nice. and on experiences. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I've loved
0: yeah. it. That's so cool. And That's such cool a cool perspective life. you guys have. Thank and you. And so tell me about how it's worked out now that you have added to the family band. So how many <laughs> of you are married now? Yeah. So. Two of us are married. Yeah, Ken, this Kendra. I'm
4: married. And we. my husband runs our sound. And we have a three-year-old and a 1-year-old and Alisa is married um, yeah he
2: my husband Cody he runs our merchandise table and and he helps drive the bus and both of the men are and they also have a, <laughs>
4: fixing the trailer right yeah, now yeah if you hear any like <laughs> drilling they're they're trying to quietly fix it
0: hey that's that's part of the audio experience i mean if npr can get away with doing like sound effects guys like we we can we can handle that here so don't worry about that
2: the real deal. Um, so if you want to know what it's like on the RV right now, always fixing something. Always, always. <laughs> the guys are.
4: We yeah, Cody and Lisa have a three-year-old and a one-year-old also, and Laray has a four-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. So there are five kids, two mm-hmm. in-laws, and uh, and our electric guitar player, and Some our mom <laughs> is kind of back. In, my dad just this last year went back home and started doing real estate, and so my mom's kind of in transition. She's flying back home to see him. He's flying out to see her, and she's helping watch our kids until we either slow down a little bit or, or get a couple of nannies to replace her. <laughs> so
0: she's yeah, kind of playing musical Mary Poppins to you guys, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> superwoman
1: is oh, amazing. God. So dad's on here right now, and they're on a date for all day.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so she like she sounds tomorrow. like an amazing woman, yeah. So so I mean, when you guys were dating, you know, people and getting pretty serious, who your 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 partners now. Um, I mean, did you let it be known that hey, this might be part of the deal—is that you got to come and get on the <laughs> yeah, RV? And
4: definitely part of the conversation. Um, and that's been an interesting thing too—is is, you know, before anyways, Mary was like, "How is this gonna work? You well, know? Does it fall apart when somebody gets married?" My
2: husband had to come on the road because if if we wanted to see if it would work, he was like debating on either going to China for his work. Or just quitting his job and coming on the road with us. So he literally quit his job and left on good terms, but he's like, Oh, if I want to find out if this is going to work, I've got to just go.
4: And so he, he lived
2: with, with us yeah. for a month. Two months.
4: Yeah. A few a few months. They,
2: they joked that they lived together,
4: <laughs> together they were married. But I mean, it was like him sleeping next to his future father
0: in law. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I cool. mean, I, I, yeah, we, we, can, we can imagine in the family cabin here, like, like you said, there are no secrets. So yeah. Oh,
4: no. Yeah. 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 And then my husband um, grew up in Tennessee. We met at church there, and we happened to not be touring quite as much. We had about three months home and uh, we we had met a year previously and didn't didn't hit it off, but anyway, we started dating, and we we were fast. I think we decided we wanted to get married in about two weeks, and then we were married four months later and so yeah um, but he was both both men have been really supportive it all It always takes some time mm-hmm. for the new person to figure out how they fit, and you know Especially it's a lot as a man. To ask. yeah, as a man to To figure out how to contribute so they don't feel like they're just along for the ride
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, um, and then you know too we've, you've got a lot of heads you know I've, I'm sort of the head of band stuff and then you've got my parents and my dad was on the road with us and then you've got my husband and Elise's husband everybody wants to be the head of their family so there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of that that you have to work out of yeah. how to respect to the space and We've um, learned to
1: separate it a little bit by meetings. Like when we have meetings, we're like, "This is a band meeting," or "We're going to have some family time this day," and so uh-huh. we split off as individual families. Um,
2: yeah, so
1: organization is key. <laughs> key we're yeah. always uh-huh. communication, organization. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. We're always strategizing and yeah, organizing our days and our weeks, and we have band meetings all, or this, like and we organize our business strategic. plan. Like everybody <laughs> has
1: a specific role in the band. And with that title, we have to respect their authority. <laughs> We're mm-hmm, just, right. That's what we do.
0: There's no, I think that's decision. that's really smart that you guys have set out boundaries because without it, because you are, you live together, you work together, you're related. I mean, it would be really hard for all of that to meld together so that you don't feel like you ever get a break and then conflict from one area just bleeds into everything else. Yeah. It
3: has
4: definitely been... Um, yeah, tr- uh, yeah trial and error I mean I remember days in the beginning oh, when we would try to run rehearsals and my my dad would try to run a rehearsal and my mom would try to run the rehearsal and I would try to run the rehearsal and finally we all end up just crying and <laughs> yelling at each other and finally <laughs> you know you had to, had to figure out okay so-and-so is not good at this so-and-so is not good at this so-and-so is good at this uh-huh. and, until everybody sort of had their spot um, and then watching <laughs> our husband sort of bounce around until they found okay well this feels like I could do this part. Mm. Yeah. But you're trying to do yeah,
2: jobs It's definitely a, it, just it's a learning <laughs> process. It's
0: mm-hmm. a
1: learning process. I mean, we're still still in that process. It's, there's always something to improve upon. I remember. Well, and especially as running a band, you're running a, a record label in a sense. There are right. so many different yeah. Cards to the machine that you have to find somebody to fill and so yeah. you every all the time you're like okay who can fill this one and who wants to who's able to
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's the best at it
0: mm-hmm.
2: there's time to do it
0: <laughs> yeah definitely well talk to me a little bit about um and for those who maybe here might be as familiar with the way kind of the modern music business works because it has changed a lot you know in the last few decades obviously um so how are you guys doing in terms of now, are you signed with anyone? Do you have representation? Are you just kind of managing everything yourself or give me kind of, you know, give us kind of some insight into how, how that looks like for you guys.
4: We've always been self-managed. Um, we would love to, to get a manager, but it's, you know, it's just tough, tough trying to find the right balance, the right connection of somebody who sees, you know, has the same vision as you do. Um, so we've, I mean, we've sought legal help for sure. Um, dealing with contracts and that's kept us out of a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I highly recommend you get somebody that knows how to look at a contract and say, well, you have an out or you don't have an out or they're asking too much. Um, And so we, yeah, Yeah. we sought a lot of help, um, in that way, but we've always self managed and that's such a tricky thing. We've, you know, been courted by some labels, not, not major labels, but independent labels. And, um, Nobody, nobody in the industry knows what's going on anymore, you know? And We're labels all making don't it up have, too. <laughs> they are, <Yes>. right? <laughs> um, the internet has changed everything so drastically because you can you can do things on your own terms. Um, it takes You have to do it. You have to work at it. Um,
1: There's also a lot less money in the industry because used to you would sell a CD for $15 a pop. And now you're selling a song for 99 cents. Well, right. you're not even
4: selling the song hardly because of streaming, you know. And and, um, yeah, right. um, and, and yeah. so so you're not making money the way you used to. Um, you have to find alternate ways to make yeah. money. And
1: they're out there, but with how constantly changing right. the internet is, it's yeah, hard to keep seen. up with. It's you hard know? to keep up with, of, yeah. Work.
4: And so most labels, most major labels want to sign you the 360 deal mm-hmm. where they're they own everything. And so, an artist really doesn't start to make money for several years if they're successful artists. and and many artists, majority of artists, get dropped. Their their album gets shelved. It never sees the light of day. And so, we've been very careful about labels. And you know, I wouldn't be opposed to a label if the if the right deal came along. But um, but we're, I think we're better off keeping it in house until we know we've got somebody that's that's really got our back,
2: Has our best um,
4: and that really is up to date yeah. with with how things are working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, and you guys have been, you know, um, and you can explain a little bit about kind of you have rebranded or kind of shifted a little bit in, um, in your work and kind of what the music that you have been doing and now kind of what you're working on now. Um, Tell me a little bit more about that.
4: Yeah. So when we first started on the road, um, we started out as a band called Redhead Express and that's what we've been up until this last year. We just um, started the process of rebranding into a band called Paper Dolls, and um, it was a decision we thought about for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting to see the feedback. And some people are like, "Oh man, you go!" Other people, I don't get it. And but it's you know it's still in transition. Um, <laughs> and the reason we did that, you guys jump in and help me out. But mm-hmm. Redhead Express. Is sort of where we grew and learned, and it's primarily a, a cover band and a variety show. Mm-hmm. And a um, big
2: family, kind of a family act.
4: Yeah. It's it started dis- out family. Mm-hmm. So family. A lot of
2: history of us being a whole family and just kind of a lot of people, and it gets confusing.
4: It was more, more of a bluegrass sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but the way that the music is shifting, we're writing our own music, and it's a little bit more folk pop, folk rock sound. Um, and we just kind of needed a, a fresh start, I guess, from... What's out there historically to to sort of say this is this is what we want to focus on and it's our own music it's what we're passionate about and and how we feel like we can be a um, an influence for good I guess in the world and and really put out our message and feature ourselves um, and not be sort of swayed by the industry so right. we're excited about it.
0: Yeah, which which is a hard thing to do. I mean, I think most people would say um that any anything in the entertainment industry um is challenging and it's hard to um, be able to be, be yourself and to push back on that, um, against, you know, people who do want to maybe commoditize or they want to, you know, just fit with the latest trend say, or what they say people, that's what they want and they pay for. Um, but yet you guys are, you know, you're fighting the good fight, which is a lot of times the harder fight of, of putting out the music and having the kind of look and feel and everything from where you're going to perform and what you're going to wear, um, with the way that's, that's true to your values. Yeah,
4: yeah Absolutely.
1: Right, that's what we kept running to, into with Redhead Express is people just wanting to change us. Like, several times, you know, they wanted to take Kendra, the lead singer, uh-huh. and just separate her from the rest of the band because it's more marketable. It's or less expensive. you shouldn't right? have kids because, you right. know, and just, I mean, or you should cheer without them or you shouldn't mention that you're Christian or, um, you
2: know. All the do's
3: and
4: don'ts and we're like,
3: so, man, what do we, I, who are I, we? What do we do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's
4: so interesting in an industry that is so strong about be yourself and express you and, and women's empowerment, um, but it's so unsupportive it's kind of, of all that, really. It's, it's kind of, you know, uh, unsupportive of, of motherhood and um, all these things. And so it's Unless the, real, the it. real
0: meat of, you know, doing what you feel is uh, you, you want to in your life and having that still look like that, which you guys are showing that it's absolutely possible. Um, you just need to have an open mind and be flexible.
1: Yeah, right. flexibility yeah. Is, is key. Mm-hmm. And, and we work really hard. It's a right? lot of work. <laughs> yeah. we have rewritten our band's vision and our band's goals so many times. We're like, this is exactly what we're gonna do, and then we're like, oh no, nope, that didn't work. Let's change it.
2: <laughs> we got a label. We're gonna go with this, and then no, uh, that didn't no, work that out. Didn't okay, work. <laughs> back to plan A or plan B or plan or G.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, well, tell me, you guys just had a had a cool gig um, in D.C. Tell us about that
1: do you see well, it's kind of a funny story because um, this is Megan and I, I do most of the social media for the band along with our mom and a fan of ours sent us a message like back in June I think saying hey you guys should check into this I saw that you can apply to play at the White House for their Christmas holiday open house and I thought it was kind of a joke. I was like, Are you sure that's for real? Because I don't know, this seems too easy, you know. Right. <laughs> but I looked into it, I Googled it and I found this application that you could fill out and so I like, Okay, what you know, what do we have to lose? We have time open when they want entertainment, so I filled out the application and sent it off and they said we'll get back to you in October if we if we want you And I didn't even
4: no, no nobody knew she did nobody that <laughs> my mom sent us an email like a few weeks ago saying we're playing the white house what, what are well, you talking I, about i didn't even read it and i heard megan
2: talking to my mom and our mom and i i heard white house and like and they're like oh
0: white we house? got this like, like the white house not like a restaurant outside of you know <laughs> in missouri or something like we we're just, we're just want to make sure we're on the same page here <laughs> after
4: we had announced i was talking to my grandpa on the phone. And he's like, so, you, you had this gig at the White House. I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. Where is it?
0: I was like,
2: um, D.C. Pennsylvania <laughs>
4: Avenue? <laughs> like, he's like, oh, the White House? I thought you meant it was like someplace called the White House. <laughs> you <laughs> played oh. at the White
3: House. What? <laughs> no. We no. to
1: find out. We met the guy um, mm-hmm. who, one of the guys who helped pick us. And they had 500 applicants. And they Something watched like thousands that, yeah. of videos and they chose 50 to be in this event. And so wow. we we're
0: one of those. That's Just awesome. Guys, so. <laughs> so, obviously, you guys are a big deal. Yeah. And you're amazing. Naturally.
2: Oh, obviously. It was obviously. fun because that was one of the first, very first Paper Dolls show. As,
4: that we as did they say in the movie, <laughs> we're infamous for more than famous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> hey, you guys, you're an overnight success. I know. I know. <laughs> so we were we were joking about that before we started recording. So tell me tell me the great uh, the music joke about overnight success. Oh yeah. The well, jo- I just
1: the joke in the industry is it takes ten years to be an overnight success. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was
4: telling you, I've been up for eleven. So <laughs> <laughs> when we had been um, working with Paul Worley on our our CD that he produced for us, um, he he was talking about how he discovered Lady Annabelle and. How they've been singing in a bar, and they've been playing for like ten, eleven years, and they finally had everything together, had all the songs, and and then he cut the record, and and they were a smash hit. He said, "Another overnight success, guys." <laughs> uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and meanwhile, yeah. they're like, "Ha ha ha! That's super funny." Wait, what percentage is this guy getting again? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. But it's yeah, all. Yeah. I'm sure it's all. It's all part of the deal. Yeah.
3: Thanks.
0: For sure. Um, well, you guys kind of touched on some of the things that are um, that have worked for you in terms of working with your family, especially being in small spaces. Um, but are there other challenges that have come just by the nature of being in a creative field, you know, especially now that you're moving towards um, creating your own music um, and the challenges that come with that and trying to be, you know, original and um, share, you know, art and share good art that you're proud of? Um, you know, what what does that process look like for you guys? Or has it been an easy one.
4: Um, definitely challenging. Um, as, as the writer, I feel like for me, the big challenge is, um, sort of being creative and being true to myself and not feeling the pressure to, well, like, like for instance, a lot of times I'll go into a co-writing session in Nashville and we'll get started on something that I kind of like. And the other writer will say, well, I don't know, that's just not commercial enough. I can't really envision Martina McBride singing this. And so there's sort of this mindset of everybody trying to keep up with the Joneses or, you know, what's, what's out there. And I, I don't think that's the way to go about it. Um, I mean, that's one way to do it. And there's people that are making a lot of money doing that, but I can't as an artist be true to myself and write that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. and so finding that balance of not feeling the, not, uh, writing under the pressure of, well, this has got to be commercial enough instead trying to write under well this is what moves me and I yeah. hope this moves other people
0: exactly and that's what yeah.
4: music is about. Mm-hmm.
2: we're trying
0: cool. to
2: getting everybody writing more because some some of us have written <laughs> a little bit it, a little bit some more than others and and Ken has written the most so we'd like to start writing yeah, as a band. of our
4: focus this year is is writing as a group and I think mm-hmm. what we've done to
1: kind of hone our sound, if that's partially what you're asking, is we've listened and to and learned a plethora of different styles of music. And we'll just learn it and create our own version of it,
0: mm-hmm. wherever we're
1: in process. And sometimes we'll pick something that we like that's old or that's kind of new, or we'll take a top 10, whatever's on the billboard top 10 and one that we feel like we could sing. We'll um, cover. We'll cover mm-hmm. it. And, Create our own style, and through that process, we've learned to imitate different styles. Like for me, I've learned to play the banjo more like a synth or a guitar Mm
4: -hmm. than a
1: banjo, or like the keys, and so it creates this different sound.
4: Or I take the fiddle
1: and
2: I make it sound like the electric guitar or the synth sounds too. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and just kind of keep it you know very, uh, very creative, even in the use of the sound of the instrument. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Because with our instruments, like the The four of us girls all play acoustic instruments and, you know, that kind of screams bluegrass country. But when we cover a pop song or an R&B song, you know,
4: then... It makes a really unique sound. Yeah,
1: it changes. We're still being true to ourselves, but we're having fun at
4: the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And
1: then we add a guitar keys and the drums in the background and it's epic. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's, that's just, it's, I mean, such a dream that you guys just can create such amazing music. So I know it's going to inspire a lot of people to be like, you know what? I want a banjo for Christmas. I, yeah. <laughs> Tell
1: them to yeah, be the patient. Coolest. It's exactly. okay to sound at the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, anything
2: violent reaches for a while. Then you, get the
0: hang of it. <laughs> you know, I'm I've, I've enjoying, especially this time of year, because it's around Christmas time, um, you know, everyone posting their kids at like, you know, their fifth grade band concerts. And I'm always like, bless, bless those fifth grade band teachers, because yikes, those <laughs> kids are <laughs> awful.
4: I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny, because I think about all the people <clears throat> in the beginning of our music career that that told us, to oh, just keep doing it. You guys are sounding great. And I know we didn't sound oh, great. I know, right? But it was just gave that little extra boost to just keep going. Maybe I'm not that bad. Right. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I, I got that lick on the mandolin.
2: I'm doing all right.
0: That's right. Well, I remember
1: <laughs> when we left Alaska the first time, um, you know, we were young, we were pretty horrible. And we came back after a few years and did a show, and <laughs> one of the one of the guys that had first kind of helped <laughs> us get started said Man, I was really worried about you guys when you left, but <laughs> you've done all right for yourself. You're <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were like,
0: Thank, thanks for that backhanded compliment. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: But it, you know, it I can't did blame feel good. <laughs> they
0: were so, so concerned for us.
1: <laughs> I can't blame them. No.
3: <laughs> but I should.
1: look at that and it gives me hope for other people that I see who are just starting. I'm like, you're just starting. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay, okay to be bad in the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. Make a lot of mistakes because the more mistakes you make, the more you'll get right. The mm-hmm.
2: more you'll learn. Oh, yeah. we, we were pretty cheesy for a while too. We did yeah. some stuff that we like, but we have video questions. Uh, <clears throat> oh, no, do no, yeah, don't tell him I'm going to say.
0: If, no, you, if you, if you, if it's it exists somewhere on YouTube. Yeah.
2: Oh. It. Some, some things that people have posted that you can't get off, you're like, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's amazing, though, because you learn so much and you, you get cheesy for a while and people tell you to do stuff. You do it and you think, man, why did we listen to them? <laughs> I and
4: mean, that's why it takes but, the you know, years to, to sort of try things and figure it, out where you fit. And... You just have to keep yeah, going. And there's not only the, yeah.
1: the, the audio, the sound that we're trying to make that's unique. We also had to create a look. That was unique and we couldn't have done that by ourselves no we well we grew up in alaska where you know car hearts are like our, yeah it's
0: it's yeah are the the woodsman tuxedo you know the- that's
1: <laughs> right, yeah and if you brush your hair then you put some lip gloss on then you are dressed up yeah. <laughs> yes. what
0: it must be your anniversary <laughs> or something look how fancy you are yeah <laughs> So I we were to
1: Nashville and we ended up, we were fighting over, you know, clothing shop because we're like, I don't know what looks good. Oh, and so, it was just a miserable experience, like the beginning of our band practices. And so finally, <laughs> we no. hired, um, we met this lady through Paul Worley, who was a wardrobe, um, what does she call herself, she a her stylist, wardrobe, yeah. wardrobe yeah. stylist, and so she connected us to our makeup and hair artists. And with, between the two of them, they helped us to create mm-hmm. our image and to figure out who we are yes. as individuals and we how we can make them. that eddy, edgy and modern mm-hmm. at the same time. Very cool. So, it's and it's taken us seven years, I don't know, however long we've worked totally. with them to develop them. that. have with them for five years, I think. Five years? Only five? Wow.
0: Feels like longer,
2: but...
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, You're a lot to of kind of
0: perfect that. Yeah. But I mean, that's an important, you know, part of um, your guys's business and, and your brand, you know, so as you guys have kind of worked on that, do you have words that you work on describing, you know, what your what your band is and, and what it means to other people? Or is that something that's kind of still in flux?
4: Sort of still in flux right now we with the new band. Now. But that's definitely something that we focused on, you know, for Reddit Express for a lot of years, you know, especially as we're transitioning there, you know, going from bluegrass to country, is how do we market this? Um, the first transition we made, because it was the whole family, was um, we phased my parents out. And so then it was just mainly the four girls. My, yeah. Our brothers are all younger. They were really little. They have a group um, they, call, they call themselves the Walker Boys. So. And so we sort of separated it and called it the Walker Family featuring the Redhead Express for a while. And everything that we put out was that way until people started. The four started. girls
1: in the front and the rest of the family in the background. You just little changes.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Would you
1: describe paper dolls? What would you describe that as, Kendra?
4: so that's yeah, paper dolls were sort of, um, like, like I said, that's still we're still at the beginning stages, um, but uh, yeah, the sound is sort of folk pop, folk rock. It's um, yeah, sort of mixed. The
1: image is kind of European
4: <laughs> modern.
1: Hipster?
4: Yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't, I yeah, do, it's though. still kind of in process, like, which is...
4: But that's sort of where we're at right now is figuring out the keywords and, and how we want to put everything forward Right. over the next
0: year.
1: Sometimes it's hard being in the in-between stage because you're like, oh I just want to know. Sure. <laughs> but it's half the yeah. fun, too.
0: Yeah, it's just being you know, open and exploring and, and doing all of that, so yeah very cool and so you know tell me about what um what does business and look like you know for the next um how much do you guys have booked out or what does your tour schedule look like or um kind of what does your day to day look like for someone who's in a band like you guys?
4: We are on tour right now until about April, and right now that looks like we have a show Thursday, mm-hmm. and we had a show. The last night, night
3: I don't know. No. <laughs> Saturday.
1: Saturday. Saturday. We oh, have yes, a show a... Thursday I think
4: we have a show Thursday and Saturday. Um, so week. we're in Florida uh-huh. right now so the day's off. We're we're camping right now, so we've had some campfire nights. We were gonna go to the beach today but it was sixty cold degrees for Florida, so we didn't go to the
0: Florida, beach. Florida just yeah disappointing. Yeah, Come disappointing.
1: on. Yeah. Currently yeah. this year we're doing about two hundred fifty shows and that is wow. slowing down. Um, last year was two
4: hundred and seventy-five. Um, yeah, this this year is this about, year. about how much this we did. This year, do. which
1: is almost over yeah. by yeah. the end oh, of this yeah. year, we'll have done about yeah. two hundred fifty. Yeah.
4: Next year, we've we've got a lot booked until about April. We have like we've got a festival that's eleven days. We'll play three times a day for eleven days there. Um, we've got a lot of a lot of stuff going until about April, and then we've got some stuff scattered throughout some state fairs and things like mm-hmm. that. And then we're we're working on shifting out west we'd like to be more regionally focused as paper dolls so that we're not stretching ourselves yeah, too thin we're not bouncing mm-hmm. we have all more, time,
2: the- more time to rehearse and rehearse our sound and you know kind of solidify everything that we've been yeah. creating
1: yeah um, we've been finding that as we do so much touring touring is amazing and we're so blessed but if we do as we're doing so much 250 it's barely enough time to get re Um, booted you know in between you know you get yourself reorganized and then you're back on the road again and there's not as much creativity involved and progression yeah so that's as an artist it's hard to improve yeah so we'd
0: like to sort of get that balance of of
1: a little less touring a little more online
0: yeah yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, I mean, the, the advice that I hear a lot, you know, is uh, make sure that you're not just working in your business every day, but you're working on your business. And sometimes yeah. that means saying no to opportunities, you know, even though it's hard because you're like, oh, wait, this person is giving me money. And but I, I have exactly. to book less, you know, what, what that means sell less stuff right. or book less client calls or go, have less concerts. Um, but you have to zoom out a little bit so you can work on bigger picture stuff. Right. And there's exactly. there's been
4: several transition points. Like I remember when we left Branson, um, we had to essentially start over because we were making our money doing shows there. We had to say, okay, we're not booking any more shows here
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, so that we could make room for the shift to Nashville and start booking shows out on the road. Yeah, um,
2: that was scary. It yeah. Because we
1: had no clue what we were going But we've done do. that
4: several times. And every time we, we want to grow, we have to to make you have to make space for it if you keep yeah. doing the same thing that you've been doing then you'll never uh, see the
0: growth yeah oh I like, that. I like that a lot you got to make space for growth mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's
1: one thing that a lot of people I don't think realize when you talk about this kind of a lifestyle there are many times in your journey where you are tight and you're not sure how you're going to make it through the next month or the next six but um if you hard, work hard then there's always a way and it always gets provided and you move to the next level and you're okay again mm-hmm. it's just part of that yeah. and yeah For you just sure. have to be willing to make that sacrifice <laughs> take the risk you know
2: the that little leap of faith pray and take a risk <laughs> take you know. yeah <laughs>
0: but, but, but but you have to be okay with unknowns with question marks with with discomfort right. obviously
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah um what do you think what's your favorite part of having um people you know recognize and love your music like what does it feel like to have fans oh
1: wow my favorite part is seeing how our music makes a difference for them. Um, there's been people that we've known um, who've listened to one of our songs and it got them through cancer therapy or got them through depression and, or things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, for me, that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. even just seeing someone walk into the show with kind of a sour face and then leave right. with a huge smile on their face. I mean, it's something small but, but we're making a little bit of a
4: difference and, and that's just by sharing what's in our hearts, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I think for me, there's been a lot of times, um, where things are really, really challenging and, you know, you kind of throw your hands up in the air, well, is it even worth it? You know, why am I doing this anymore if it's this hard? And then you'll meet somebody that says, well, um, listen to your music because, Helped me to overcome this challenge, or reconnect with this person, or whatever. Mm-hmm. and Okay, well, that's that's why we're doing it, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it makes it worthwhile.
2: Yeah. I think all of us connect with somebody in the audience differently. Yeah, because you'll have people come up. You're my favorite because you play the. This happened the other night. She said you play the violin, and my I, I think her mom played the violin or something like that. And she's like, and, and she passed away, yeah. and that's why you're my favorite or something like that. You know, oh, they just. Yes. They're, <laughs> and it's just sweet because you know you may be having a bad day yourself, and then someone comes up and tells you how much you have changed their life just through your music and or your smile and your presence. You know, it's just yeah, they can feel something good from your family, and yeah, that's pretty. Humbling. That's what makes it worth it. I mean,
4: it's <laughs> as hard as it is sometimes. There's, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't trade any of it. It's brought us closer together. It's made me a much more well-rounded person. I've associated with people all different faiths and backgrounds um ages ages you Mm -hmm. know um things that i would never have experienced just doing things traditionally so
1: and i look at the way we've all grown up and the confidence especially of our younger brothers who literally grew up in this industry they're so confident and so talented and leap leaps and bounds ahead of other kids their age where
4: we were at their age yeah awkward.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so and i love it because our kids get to grow up in that yeah and that's another thing i love about our music and performing is being able to make a difference in children um there's a lot of little kids who love our music
2: right
1: and their parents love our music because of the example that we set for them which is yeah. a cool and also very humbling i'm like wow that's a lot of pressure oh, right? but as a mom do do? it gives me a lot of joy because it helps me realize that we can help to raise the next generation, you know?
4: Well, that's been a big that's thing for me, you know, in making decisions is I think about my kids. I think about my, my, my young cousins and, um, that, uh, that look up and sort of, you know, idolize us in a young age. <laughs> yeah, really and I think it. I, you know, it's a huge, that's a huge, uh, balance in how I make decisions.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you for
4: know, sure. how does that affect these kids? So. They're all watching you. <laughs> no, no, pressure. No, no pressure. Don't screw
0: up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do everything you do. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. So, um, well, very cool. Well, um, you know, I wanted to um, just close. I, I wanted to share some of your music. And so um, I think I'm, we're, we're going to listen to a little bit about um, Roots. So, And then I, I might need to play a little bit of your Christmas song, too, just because I, I really love it. <laughs> so tell us <laughs> a little it. bit about, um, about Roots this song. Okay.
4: The Roots, I wrote with a writer in Nashville, Wally Wilson, and it was just about growing up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, Alaska is always, always going to have a special place in my heart. It's, it's where I grew up and, and I just, I love it. I think I'd live up there if we weren't doing this. Um, and so in light of all the earthquakes, it's a good song yeah, to play right now. It's true. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it talks about us building our home and then selling everything and going on the road. And, um, but, uh, sort of that's, that's where our roots are. So
1: Definitely. and on YouTube music video that we took out of it yeah. in Alaska.
4: Yep.
1: Flew a helicopter uh-huh. onto a glacier mm-hmm. and didn't cool. die. Yeah, <laughs> or freeze, or freeze. yeah. And then we flew over to an island that was surrounded by icebergs sure, and yeah. they didn't you know fall in and cav and they did have they one did cav but we yeah. forgot to take video of it yeah. which is oh, a big video. bummer and then we hiked up the mountain <laughs> barefoot and shot up so there you can too.
0: check out so that pretty video epic. so yeah the super super rugged experience okay I'll, I'll for sure link to that in the show notes so you guys can watch that that sounds pretty incredible um and then tell us about the uh, god rescue mary gentleman
4: so God Rest oh, you, Mary Gentlemen, I, that I think that's a good taste of where Paper Dolls is going, sound-wise. Yeah, um, yes. very much. Yeah, this this Christmas CD we just came out with is sort of a segue CD, and it's sort of half Redhead Express and half Paper Dolls sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and God Rest You is a lot of fun. We just had a lot of fun working that one up and sort of playing with all the ideas that we have. It's got a fun fun it. Celtic fiddle part. Someone, we, one of our guitar player's friends
0: commented on it. He said... Dude, this is the most unmetal metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. I I think it's like yeah, if um you know if Trans Siberian Orchestra like took a little segue through like the Celtic Islands like um and you know yeah and then yeah. met like a cool you know bass guitar girl, then this would be like the baby they would have. Yeah, our, our
4: kid's favorite song is when the song starts oh, yeah. playing and the little fiddle thing. My one year old starts. Bouncing up on in his head. And then so.
0: the raised
2: boy, just, like, he can sing, I think, the whole song. And he can sing some harmony parts. He sings the instrumental riffs. And... <laughs> yeah. So, <cool. laughs> so it's pretty fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, um, you, that's in our show, and I'm like, well, done. Well, well done. Yeah. Okay. And, Are, aren't those kids ready to start pulling their weight? Yeah. Can't you put a little, give them, you know, maybe a triangle, a tambourine, something?
2: I don't know, right? <laughs> I'm sure we're missing something that they could add to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be up there, but before you know it, um, okay, well, if people want to hear more from you guys, learn about more of you guys, where can they find you? Where can they find your amazing music?
1: They can find us anywhere online. Basically we have, um, paper dolls, YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The website is paper dolls dot band.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Paper dolls dot mm-hmm. band. Awesome. Yeah. And then they um, and then they can hear uh, music on there and they can listen to your guys's and you guys are, have your new CD, which I've listened to. And it's amazing. And yeah, they can get more and get part of that Christmas spirit. If you guys are listening to it this Christmas and other times of year, I'm sure they have other amazing music that you guys can delve into as well.
1: We're on a new album this coming spring. So stay tuned for that.
0: Awesome. And then if you guys they're interested in your tour schedules on your website as well. Yeah, website, Facebook. Well,
1: currently the tour schedule is on redheadexpress.com and okay. Redhead Express Facebook. Um, yeah, we're sort of
4: buttoning up Redhead Express tour this year. So they can check out that. Um, and then ban as we book
0: things, we'll have tour schedule there as well for next year and stuff. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thank you ladies so much for being on today. It was so great to hear from you and just what a cool look inside, um, just an interesting life and lifestyle that you're making. You mean you're, you're doing it, you're making incredible art, you're sharing it with people, um, and you're doing it as, you know, beautiful, confident, empowered women who are doing what they love, which is just, I, I just think amazing. Thank you. Thanks nice
3: thank
0: for you. having so us. It she, was taking
3: this. the time to meet
0: us. Okay. So here is Roots from the Paper Dolls and then God Resting Mary Gentleman. Um, and as a reminder, if you haven't gotten a gift from me yet, which you're, you're so thoughtful, I mean, um, wonderful, you know, you're, you're just lovely. Um, what I would love most of all from you is a review on iTunes, please. So you can do that by pulling up your purple icon um, in iTunes. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, um, if you scroll to the bottom of Law and Wit, it'll say leave a review. You can either do just a simple star or if you want to write something out, um, you do have to have a unique name. Um, So it doesn't have to be your name. It just has to be some sort of unique name. So if it's not letting you submit, try using a different name. But um, that's the most meaningful thing you could do to me this Christmas season is to um, leave a review for the podcast. And or share with a friend. Um, If there's anything, whether it's this episode or another one that you've listened to that's helped you, that's helped your business, that sparked something that's made and helped you move forward with maybe something that was blocking you and um, keeping you from owning what you needed to in your business and moving forward the way you wanted to, then I would love, um, you know, share, screenshot, give, give me a shout out. Um, that means the world to me as a, you know, a small woman shop who's, uh, who's trying to get this content out to the people who I know, um, need it and who will help make them into more confident entrepreneurs. So, um, have a Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and I'll see you in 2019.
3: Our hands Cut the timber Fit the stone